0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X-Button Podcast. Today is Friday. I hope everybody had a great uh, pre-Friday, of course. You know, that's, yeah, you know, yesterday, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I did spend the day watching, I did spend the day watching Thor Ragnarok 2, a.k.a. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Let's just get right into gaming stuff because there's also a lot of gaming stuff that happened over the gaming stuff over that and The gaming blah, blah, blah. there's a lot of st- gaming stuff that happened over the past couple days too. So we're probably going to be focusing mainly on that. I figure I was going to come in today and talk about Thor: Love and Thunder, give a in detail review, but I think I'm going to save it for Monday, simply because there's a lot of news. I didn't realize how much news was out there. Um, there's a lot of news to cover. And this will give you time to watch it. Um, if you want my brief impressions, mm, it was okay. Uh, spoiler free for the first half on Monday and then uh, the, the back half will be spoiled. Um, so it's heavily warned and all that. It's, you don't have to worry about it. But if you start the episode, you're not in danger. Uh, but if you skip to the end of the episode, you might be. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Just letting you guys know for Monday that there will be a... love and thunder review as I said it was planned for today but uh, I figure I want to let it breathe a little bit and uh, I might need to sit on the impressions too a little bit like I don't know I think it was uh, I'm I'm getting into review um let's talk about some gaming stuff there's a lot of game stuff happening so let's get into what I've been playing I've been playing breath of the wild Uh, if you've been keeping up with my streams if you've stepped in at all even if you didn't say anything or like anything I'm completely fine with that uh, thank you for checking it out. If you guys are checking it out, the description is in, the the link is in the description. And I am currently playing Breath of the Wild, and I have currently taken down three Divine Beasts. So, that's been pretty fun. That's been the majority of my time I've been doing on that game lately. It's just like, you know, knocking out shrines, getting these quests done. I got the DLC items, some most of them, I haven't gotten them all. Um, I got the Farage quest done. Uh, what else did I do on there? I got, I did, I did the, uh, I think they're called the Yiga clan. I did their dumbass little cave that I kept dying in over and over. Oh my Lord. I choked on some water. There's all kinds of stuff that happened. Uh, so if you guys missed anything, uh, go watch. I have all the VODs on my channel on, uh, youtube.com slash. I think it's emont 2006 or it's slash Jordan Maddox. You can just type in the X button podcast Zelda, and you'll probably find it. Um, but yeah, I've been streaming every day, uh, except for yesterday, I guess. Uh, and I will be streaming later today. So another shout out. Link is in the description. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a blast, man. I actually absolutely, absolutely love streaming. Uh, I'm halfway tempted to stream the podcast at some point, but. I kind of want to get, like, the content down and my editing down before I kind of get to live change graphics and change videos and stuff. Uh, Instead of just having it kind of, like... I I don't know. I'm still brainstorming how I want to do it in my head. But we'll get to that one day. Um, For now, we'll just continue with what I've been playing. That's been it. I've been only playing Breath of the Wild. Sue me. I want to play other things. I want to play everything. I want to play all kinds of stuff, but... You know, I'm kind of slaved to the the speed of the stream, and I absolutely enjoy the speed of the stream, and it's encouraging me to read a lot more dialogue, and in, and digest some of the content from these games a lot better. So, um, getting through Breath of the Wild, it's you know, I'm I'm not skipping everything I'm running into. Typically, I would do that in like some massive open world like that. I would, I would, for the most part, skip all the dialogue on most of the things. Uh, and just kind of stick around for like the video or the the big cinematic moments in the story. So, you know, not doing that in this game is actually a very great thing. I'm actually able to like process and understand what's happening in the story. I get to understand some of the characters. I get to like some of the characters, making me enjoy them a lot more. And yeah, the divine beasts have been pretty fun, man. They're they're really really fun pre- uh, puzzles uh, puzzles, and. I like the blight Ganon battles on those. Those are pretty cool. Uh, This is my first time playing Zelda, so, you know, bear with me. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, duh, it's the best game ever. Sorry. Sorry, oopsie, sorry. Uh, I'm new to it. I wrote that game off, apparently, a long time ago, and then I hopped back in, and now I love it. So, uh, we will... I'm hoping to finish that game by next week. I know. It may be unrealistic, I'm not sure how much more I have in that game, but I do have three Divine Beasts down, uh, so Ganon should be chipped away. I have, I'm gonna knock out the fourth one probably later today, if you check out the stream. And, uh, what else? I need to get the Master Sword still, I think I'm at 12 hearts now, or 11, 12 or 12, 11 or 12 hearts. So I'm also going around getting some shrines. I have a map up where all those are marked, so I'm probably gonna go through those rapidly next time I get on. And, uh, yeah, basically making progress, chipping away at that game one shrine at a time. And, uh, yeah, my plan is to knock, uh, Ganon's face into the dirt, you know? Shout out to anybody who was watching me on the stream. Again, uh, I met some pretty cool people on there. Shout out to Ryder. Shout out to, uh, I think his name is Owen. Walter. Uh, all you guys that have been stopping by. Guys, I'm people I've met on the stream. Uh, they have they've all been great and you know, they've all liked and subbed and I appreciate that and uh, Yeah, it's just been fun man. I absolutely love it uh, Since I didn't play anything else and since the only thing I watched is Thor Love and Thunder we'll just get right into the news to be honest because We got some things to cover uh, some big things some cool things some slick things and uh, I kind of wanted to go through them with you guys so uh, Clerks 3 got a new trailer. I don't think it has a release date yet. Oh, it does a release date. Where is it at? Long awaited Clerks 3. Uh, the movie will air in 700 US theaters for two nights only September 13th and September 15th. You can book tickets now. Smith will also be taking the film on the Clerks 3 convenience tour starting on September 4th. And uh, yeah, he's doing this, you know, another weird thing where he takes it on tour and uh, the release date's not really that clear. Because it's kind of trickling out. And uh, I'm pretty sure if it works like last time, it will be available in theaters everywhere once the tour is done. So, excited to see it. But it also it looks like it's kind of getting too meta again. Kind of like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was. Which was way meta. Like super meta. They were even kind of like hinting towards like a Kevin Smith universe. Like a uh, KSU or some shit. And that's cool and all. But like, you know, I didn't watch Dogma. I didn't watch all these other movies. I watched like Jane and Silent Bob I watched Clerks 1 and 2 uh Chasing Amy I've seen that one you know I've seen a couple but there's like 3 or 4 movies that I haven't seen that are like you know hinted at and referenced in Jane and Silent Bob reboot and I'm just like I don't I don't get it you know one second why? sorry um but it is cool to see that they are finally releasing this movie I feel like they've been talking about it ever since he had that heart attack and uh it's kind of nice. Kind of nice. I always do enjoy those movies. They bring me back. Uh, let's see. The This is according to Ryan Dinsdale on IGN. The famous Halo 2 E3 demo will soon be playable thanks to 343. 343 Industries is recreating recreating the iconic E3 2003 Halo 2 demo in the Master Chief Collection as part of a larger modding project to revive cut content. The Earth City demo never made it to the final version of Halo 2 but was universally considered a spectacle at the time with IGN saying there's little... There's little in the 8-minute demo that isn't worthy of all. Uh, Worthy of all. So, interesting. Game preservation is always cool, obviously. If you're trying to make these experiences and these moments in history and gaming history last longer and be more prevalent in the modern day, that's a pretty cool thing they're doing. Uh, They do specify that it may not come to console due to just getting it to work on console. It's not really made for that. But the fact that it's coming out at all is pretty unique. Um, and it's, it's, it's very unique in the sense that not many E3 demos come out as, you know, bite sized playable things you can actually touch, uh, since it's being recreated, I'm wondering how much of that will actually be assets from the actual demo or if it's going to be, you know, straight up a copy paste. Cause I think it would be interesting to kind of like dip around and like look around, obviously somebody like a boundary break or, you know, whatever. Uh, can kind of, like, break that open and and look around the environment. But if it's being recreated, I assume there's not going to be a ton of secrets behind all the textures and polygons in there that I would like to see. But it's so unique that this demo is happening. And I wonder if you can play it straight up, like, you know, play it like the demo back in the day, Um, which I assume they're going to try to recreate that as much as possible to a T. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's just a quick little thing that I'm, like, 343 has been kind of quiet on the Master Chief Collection for the most part outside of some cosmetics, and to see this kind of be added to it is like, damn, you guys are really packing everything in there, aren't you, Ayo? And it's it's appreciated. I absolutely I love that, like I said, game preservation is always great, and it's it's another unique thing that 343 can add to the, the Master Chief Collection, just keep adding more and more content to that. Uh, eventually, Master Chief Collection is going to be as big uh, download size as Call of Duty which I think it's kind of close right now. I think it's like maybe 90 or something gigs, probably more at this point. But, uh, I mean, you're getting damn near every Halo. Technically every Halo, outside of the wars and the non-shooter ones. Uh, But cool stuff. Cool, isn't it? Uh, Then, let's go to the next one. As I said, we have a lot of news, so we can kind of just keep on firing them off. From Matt Perslow from IGN Session, Skate Sim, release date confirmed for September. Nacon has announced that Session Skate Sim will uh, release in full on September 22nd, three years after it launched in early access. This game I did not play. I, I it like it like it said it's in early access, but it's been on PC as well for like the you know the most of the time that's been out. Uh, and I thought it looked cool. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me of like Skate. You know, things like that, where it's a little bit more simmy. Um, I had played a similar game, which the name escapes me right now, uh, it wasn't Session, but it was something like that, I forgot what it was called, uh, it should be in my Steam library now that I think about it, but, um, it, you know, there there have been games like this coming out that are trying to recapture the skate formula, and... Skater XL is what I'm thinking of. Skater XL came out and I was just like this is not it. This is not the feeling I want. It's almost the feeling, but it's not the feeling you kind of want out of a skate game. Uh, if you're trying to recapture skates, you know, Aura, you can you can you kind of have to get a little closer to what skate was and not how simmy this one was. So, part of me is like, okay, session could be cool, but it also is in that weird, you know, upside down of skate games where it could be as fun as skate, it could be interesting as skate, but you know, I think Skater XL was a prime example of what not to do uh, in a lot of aspects when it comes to making a skate like. And to see Session come out, and I didn't really hear a lot about it. To be honest, I am a little worried of you know if it's if it's going to hold up, if it's going to be worth the PlayStation and Xbox release. However, it is nice just to see it come to consoles. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these games that do kind of get traction don't ever hit console sometime and i'm like you know it's kind of cool to see but also at the same time they're taking test skaters test players well wow, uh for skate 4 right now so um while this is looming at the you know event at the eventual release date whenever that's going to be on september 22nd uh you can kind of keep it in mind that like hey this game is already available in early access on pc if you want to try it out and you know we got, we got Skate 4, baby. I mean, what, what more do you want? Skate 4 is going to come out and it's going to recapture all that shit that you kind of want out of these games. And it might be something that Session and Skater XL just can't deliver on. But uh, I will be optimistic about Session. Uh, I hope to see some good reviews, and I will check it out if it does review well. I actually will play it. I love skateboarding games. I play all the Tony Hawk's. I played Platted Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, Get At Me, 1 Plus 2, Platted that. And I... You know, I'll I'll give this a go. Skater XL can die in a fire. The trophies for that were horrendous. One of the trophies was, like, ride a board for, like, I forgot what it was, like 15,000 miles or something. Basically equated to, like, a week, or no, like, two weeks in-game time of, like, rolling around. So people had, like, exploits, and then they started plugging up those exploits. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing on this game? Like, it's so weird. Uh, So, as you know, session, hey, helpful tip, make the trophies good. Okay make the trophies at least earnable and not something you have to slave over uh because what more do you want out of the player you know you want us to live in the game uh i don't think trophy hunters are that committed you'll get some that will do it but for the most part if you're making it that difficult and that tedious a lot of people are just gonna be like screw this i'm gonna go play something else so there's that session is a game coming out september 22nd the Callisto Protocol gets a collector's edition. Uh, it's a GameStop exclusive. It goes for $250. $250. So let's see what it comes with. Let's see if it's worth it. It comes with a TCP comic. Uh, number zero, the Callisto Protocol comic. It comes with collectible pins, two collectible pins of some symbols. It comes with a steelbook, which is cool. It comes with a game, of course, which is cool. It's a day one edition. Comes with the digital content, which also includes a season pass, which is cool. Uh, Looks like you get three weapon skins and two prisoner skins. Cool. All cool. You know, I'm cool with all that. Comes with a Jacob statue, which is him leaning back on a pillar while shooting a split demon uh, that, in my opinion, and I don't want to be too picky on this because this isn't the final product. In my opinion, the detail on the actual... Monster whatever you want to call it Doesn't look that detailed It looks very lacking in the Detail department and just looks Like a pink person About to kill the main character um, On one hand I, I have high hopes for this game I think this game going to be amazing uh, Hopefully it recaptures A lot a lot of what Dead Space did When it came out where people were just like oh my god have you played This uh, it's so scary It has these jump scares you know you're kind of running around Killing stuff splitting off limbs and stuff uh, I think the game's gonna do a good job at doing that, but the collector's edition—you really have to count like your value here, right? You have to go like, okay, what am I getting here? Outside of the statue, which I think is the, obviously the main draw, typically in all these, it's the main draw. Uh, so you're basically paying two fifty for the statue alone. Then you have a steelbook, book, which I mean, granted, steelbooks books are kind of like maybe ten dollars uh, value-wise. Collectible pins—it's up to you if you use those or put them on anything, or if you just keep them in the box. The value might not be there. Uh, for instance, I I probably wouldn't do anything with them. The comic, is a cool touch. I just don't think I would do anything with that either. Um, because typically, you know, it'll say like, "Hey, here's a comic," but it'll also be like, you know, it's like a five-page comic, you know, just something small. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, so the value for this one is just not there for me. I, I don't think I'm gonna get this one, but <clears throat> I will say. I think if the the monster, I don't, I really don't know what to call it. If the human monster thing was a little bit more detailed, had more shading on it, di- uh, you know, maybe some more different colors. Uh, obviously, you got to match whatever is in game, which is fine. But like, if he's that pink and like there's not that much detail for two hundred fifty dollars, I mean, I got a pretty well detailed uh, Ellie statue, which I still have, and it's beautiful. And uh, you know, I there's there's once you start getting to collectors editions, you kind of see the value out there. You know, like I also paid, I think, I think I might have paid like two hundred or two fifty for the Overwatch one, which I thought was like, okay, that's kind of crazy. The box is like really, really well made. Comes with a sleeve. You pull out the sleeve. You open it up. It cracks open like an egg, and then you have a statue with it, which is in its own box within the box, uh, labeled its own thing, Soldier seventy twenty seven, whatever the hell it was, and uh, it comes with a, a art book. Which is behind this like nice foam padding, and it has this like little velcro thing on it. Like, it's really, really well put together. And then you compare other ones like the uh, what do you want to call it? The Call of Duty Modern Warfare Collector's Edition, which came with night vision goggles. Which on one hand is cool, but on the other, on the other hand, that's all it came with. That, that was like the only value you were getting out of that. So you really have to weigh what you're kind of getting with these editions. And as much as I am excited for Callisto Protocol, and it will be a day one buy. I don't know if the collector's edition is for me, also value wise it might be a little too high. If it was maybe 200, I might consider it. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. It's cool to see it actually get a collector's edition. Not a lot of games do that now. Uh, So you know, the more the merrier I say, whatever. Uh, At at least I do think this might be one of those things unless the game is just a smash hit that you might be able to catch after release in stores, possibly. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot to rely on there. Um, And that's a high price. And it's not even sold out yet, which I know is not, like, the highest bar to hold. But uh, typically, if they were really, really sought after and they were really, really well made and really, really, you know, worth the value, that shit would have been sold out everywhere by now. But it is what it is. Quit texting me. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is a movie, and then, uh, which should I go to next, PlayStation Indies or God of War? We'll end with God of War, so let's go look at the, let's look at the PlayStation Indies event, something that happened yesterday, it was basically a bunch of postings on the PlayStation blog. Uh, let me actually pull up the PlayStation blog, because this site I'm looking at now, uh, blog, is not looking like it has the most put-together things. Coming up, seven new reveals for upcoming indies. So they had a PlayStation indies event. Uh, let's look through here. Uh, let's see. Okay, 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 okay. We got, you know, we got Shim, we got Signalus, we got Tomorrow Treasure, we got Curse of God, we got that, 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 that. Let's start with a closer look at the turn-based combat in Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars showcases the t- traditional yet modern systems of the upcoming uh, JRPG tribute. Sabotage was founded with a clear mind, with a clear goal in mind, presenting our own definitive editions of the gen- game genres we grew up playing. By combining retro aesthetics and modern design, uh, we shoot for experiences experiences that capture what we loved about games of old, while leaving behind the elements we feel might hold them back today. So this looks like a obviously a retro inspired game it's from the creators of messenger and uh it's a 2d jrpg kind of you know it's supposed to be an ode to fans of the jrpg genre so if you are interested in turn-based combat you know a la final fantasy like the old ones this might be the game for you this might be the game for you i think uh let's see if the actual the graphics look actually really good uh sea stars will be available on ps4 and ps5 next year according to this article uh, there are a couple things unshackled Traversal. Swim, climb, vault, jump off, or hoist up ledges as you traverse seamlessly through the world with a navigation system based on platformer expertise that breaks free from the classic bound-to-the-grid tile set movement. So it looks like it is way more modern than what some of the older, older ones were. Full-on dynamic lighting. Our custom-made render pipeline allows the creation of a breathtaking world coming to life by pushing the limits of 2D pixel art games. sword Rich Adventure a world you can touch there are many ways to hang out in the world of seas uh, world of sea of stars if you feel the need to change of if you feel the need for a change of pace in your adventures sailing cooking fishing stopping by a tavern to listen to a song or play the infamous tabletop game known as wheels da da da, da. uh so yeah it's a JRP ass. JRPG JRP ass, JRP ass. um shim steps out from the shadows next year shim steps out from the shadows next year this game actually looks very interesting It's an indie game, obviously, because these are all indie games that I'm covering right now, uh, where you basically get to play as a shadow. You are like a little blob, and you got to travel the area via shadows. So cars driving by, you hop in the shadow. People walking by, you hop in the shadow. Poles that are just sitting there, you hop in the shadows of those to traverse. Uh, We are happy to announce that Shim is going to be released on PS5 and PS4. Shim is being developed by a team of two. Ewund Van Der Werf, the lead developer, and myself, Nils Slicker... Slickerman. Uh, I do additional level and game design on Shim. The audio is done by the team of Moonsailor. The gameplay is Shim, a shadow creature who is trying to get back to the shadow of their person. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, You'll travel through ordinary Dutch-inspired locations where you meet other Shim and characters you can help and interact with. So, sounds pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. It looks very unique. The art style is... It kind of reminds me of, like, the old Game Boy-looking stuff. Like, it's so simplistic-looking. But um, the gameplay looks so unique as you're just, like, dodging in and out of shadows. Uh, there's lights turning on and off, so you have to, like, find shadows. There's cars driving by and th- people walking by. Uh, so it's all about traversal. And it looks like it's coming out next year on PlayStation. And apparently they're going to show more development insights in the future. So it, it looks great. Go look up a trailer of this. Again, it's called Shim, S-C-H-I-M, and it looks pretty dope. Look out for that coming soon. Managing a cult can be a messy business, and Cult of the Lamb out August 11th. Of course, we've already talked about this. It was in the Devolver Showcase, and this game looks phenomenal graphically. You play as, like, a 2D lamb. Um, what does it say? In a massive player Players take on the role of a lamb, a cutesy cult leader. An adorable harbinger of doom saved from death to serve the one who waits. Players embark on crusades through randomly generated dungeons filled with hordes of monsters and false prophets to find new followers and resources to bring back to their cult. Billions and billions. Uh, So I've already covered this game. This game looks amazing. I can't wait to play this. And it looks like it's coming out August 11th. I think that was the same date. I think that was the date they already had for it. So I'm not sure if that's really news here, but... Uh, it is coming out for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on August 11. Uh, <laughs> according to this article, it says everything has a use in Cult of the Lamb, even poop. And they have a poop emoji. That's pretty unique. Next up, Signalist brings multi layered psychological sci fi survival horror to PlayStation 4 October 27th uh let's see signal is not only a classic survival horror game but also a psychological horror story with elements of cosmic horror so what i write here will only scratch the surface to find out what this game is really about you have to play it for yourself uh according to the previous thing i looked at it's going to be a mature style um experience uh and it's supposed to be kind of in the style of like old ps1 games and kind of be an ode to those the character you're playing as is very pixelated. It kind of works like a Resident Evil style game where you're kind of like looking through different areas, solving puzzles, unlocking gates and, and, and you know, lockers and shit, and uh, basically trying to make your way through it. It has a, uh, a retro tech sci-fi world theme to it. So it's kind of like a cyberpunk, uh, think Metal Gear a little bit in a way, uh, with some gunfire. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do in it. And it looks, again, it looks pretty unique. And this game comes out on, let's see if it has a date, October 27th, this year on PS4. Weird, it doesn't have a PS5 version, but I assume because it's kind of, you know, it has a very, very retro style graphics, it has a very, it has very retro style graphics, so it's probably not going to be, you know, improved much on PS5, I'm sure they might have a port eventually, but uh, for now it is PS4 only, so of course you can play it backwards compatible, and uh, it looks very cool, man. Also, it's another game coming out in October, so, you know, we're filling out the back half of the year, which is awesome. The Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition launches September 6th. The Tomorrow Children uh, Phoenix Edition will launch on September 6th in Europe and North America and September 7th in Japan. The date marks exactly six years since we shared our first exploration into the void, and we can't wait for it to be back. To celebrate, I've got a jam-packed gameplay thing. I never played this game. Uh, This was a game that came out before. Um, tomorrow children, which I believe was on, I want to say PS3, but I might be wrong. So don't quote me. Uh, but it looks like it's coming back in a big, bad way with, uh, I guess a bunch of extra stuff. Let's see. Let's see what it's coming with. Okay. Here's a quick roundup of some of the new experiences coming to the tomorrow children Phoenix edition when it launches on PlayStation four with enhancements for PS five. Oh my God. There's a lot. There's a lot in this list. So go check out the blog. I'm going to highlight a couple. Discover 40-plus islands, including multiple brand-new designs. Comrade AI now help you out in single-player offline mode. Every player is now responsible for one town each. Uh, Climb to new heights using the grappling hook. New lighting and color settings. uh, Earn new trophies. That's a ginormous one. Uh, Let's see. Matryoshka, Matryoshka dolls now cry to help you find their location. Towns can be developed forever, and more awards are now given for population. So it looks like you're developing a town. I, again, I'm not too familiar with it, but it kind of looks kind of cool. You know, like I might have to hop in there. Uh, September 6th in Europe and North America and September 7th in Japan. Uh, I actually will probably give this a, a go because it's something that I never really tried out back in the day. And it does look pretty unique. I didn't know it was, it was kind of like town-building, which those kind of, those kind of games actually do something for me. I actually do enjoy those a lot Um, and then we have two more games Then we get to talk about God of War a little bit before we uh, sign off, Curse to Golf, tees off on August 18th for PS5 and PS4, it kinda looks like a side scrolly, I'm trying to think of what that game was called, Um, it's basically one of those golf games where you're kinda like side scrolling it, kinda like uh, worms in a way, that kinda style, you're kinda shooting balls around that way And this one has some type of story about you being locked into purgatory or you're trying to escape purgatory. Uh, Let's see. There's boss battles, cursed holes, and online leaderboards and the supreme challenge that awaits you in hell. Uh, Comes to to PS5 and PS4 on August 18th. This game looks kind of cool. I'll be honest. I like golf games like this that are like not so simmy, but they're kind of just like fun things, kind of like Golf Story. Uh, And even the sounds on this one kind of remind me of Golf Story a little bit. But... um, It's a unique one, you know. It seems like they keep doing more games to tie it to Colts and Hell, and that's pretty cool, but uh, this one looks pretty unique. Go check it out. It's called Cursed to Golf, and again, it comes out August 18th. Next up is Inscription. Finally gets a PS5 and PS4 uh, port confirmed. However, there is not a date. Uh, Inscription is a card-based game that was released, I think it was last year. A lot of people were talking about it being their game of the year so I was actually pretty surprised to see this pop up for console or for Playstation consoles and um, to see it hit consoles finally I can't wait to play it because again I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I'm not really too much into card games but this one does sound unique and um, again it was highly praised. I I gotta check it out whenever it does come out but no release date yet. Just confirmed that it's coming to Playstation so that's cool. And, uh yeah, look forward to it, man. Then, lastly, let's get to the big juicy news. Uh, God of War finally has a release date. It is November 9th, 2022. Yes, it is coming out this year. We don't have to wait until next year. There's no delay. Cross our fingers. There's no delay yet or right now. Uh, they did release uh, more information on the collector's editions, which are pretty cool. Let's see if they have... uh guess they don't have it. I got to look up on another site. Ragnarok Edition. Yeah, there we go. Uh, cool to see it, you know, have a final release date. Hopefully they stick to it. Hopefully there's no issues. Uh, pre-orders are starting on July 15th for all the editions. And let's talk about the editions a little bit. Of course, you have your standard for $60 to $70, depending on if you're on PS4, or PS5. Crazy this has a PS4 version. Anyways... Uh, If you pre-order God of War Ragnarok Digital Deluxe Edition, there is not a price listed here. Let me see if there's one here. I guess we won't know until July 15th for that one. I assume it's probably going to be like $100. Uh, But let's see. It comes with a PS4 theme, avatar set, dark horse, digital mini art book, God of War Ragnarok Digital Soundtrack, uh, a bunch of digital, uh, a bunch of armors that are on, you know, in-game armor. Uh, then you have uh, God of War Ragnarok's Collector's Edition, which comes with a 16-inch Mjolnir uh, hammer replica, two veneer twin uh, carvings, dwarven dice set, steelbook, case, uh, and then you get all the digital deluxe edition goodies, which are pretty cool. I don't know if they have prices on these yet. I guess we won't know until July 15th, which I will be covering whenever we get there. Um... Apparently there is a ten dollar upgrade if you do get the PS4 version. You want to go to the PS5 version, so that's cool. But uh, it'd be interesting to get a price on these. I assume I was I was guessing to the to the friend group that the two versions, which I'll I guess I'll cover real quick. So you have the the collector's edition, which I just listed, comes with the game comes with a code for the game. I guess that's something worth being clear about. A steelbook case for the game you're not getting. 2-inch veneer twin carvings, dwarven dice set, and a 16-inch Mjolnir replica. You get all the digital deluxe armor and all that stuff, the PS4 theme. Then they have the Jot- Jotnar edition, which comes with... Uh, looks like the same stuff, but you also get a drop, drop near ring. Uh, you get a... Yggdrasil cloth map. You get the Falcon, Bear, and Wolf pin set. You get a seven-inch vinyl record with music from Bear McCreary. And, of course, you don't get the game. You get a digital copy of the game in the form of a code and all the other goodies like the Mjolnir uh, Hammer and all that stuff and the digital deluxe. There's no price for this. So I was thinking the Jotnar edition is probably going to be 250 to 300 and the collector's edition is probably going to be two to 250 which is pricey. But, again, when you're weighing your odds – when you're weighing your dollar, this dollar compared to the one I just talked about for Callisto Protocol, this one looks a lot more worth it. In terms of knickknacks you're getting, obviously you may not use a dice, you may not use the hammer, you may not display any of this. It's still worth noting that this is a lot more physical stuff that you're actually getting that might up the value, up the quality of your purchase compared to just a statue unfortunately, which is what the Callisto Protocol one is coming with. So again, Get Hype boys, Ragnarok is coming, thank god, and hopefully, they can stick to the date. Hopefully, these aren't too expensive, which I think they are just from the Mjolnir alone. Uh, and I think they're probably going to also sell out, so get ready for your, your money July 15th. And uh, let me see, you know, November 9th that's all we need to know. That's the main, that's the biggest news here. November 9th is the date, save it, lock it in, you know, type it in. Uh, get a tattoo of it. We're we're getting this thing. Uh, weird to think it's coming out this year. Weird to see it actually have content. There's a new trailer out and everything. I think it's a live action one or not live action, but like a cinematic one. And yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to look forward to now. And you know you have all these indies to kind of keep you occupied until then. But shit, man, we're gonna have a very entertaining winter. And I hope you guys have a very entertaining weekend. Uh, come check out the stream. I'm going to be streaming all weekend. It won't just be Breath of the Wild. It'll be a bunch of different games. So go leave a like and a sub. You can just swing by, see what I'm playing. Say hi. Leave a like. Leave a sub. And uh, don't forget to leave an Apple Podcast review on this podcast if you guys enjoy this. And yeah, man, we're going to keep cooking. We're going to keep on moving. I hope you guys are sticking to your goals. I haven't talked about that uh, in a while. hope you guys have been sticking to your goals. I'm back on my stuff. uh, Keeping up with my stuff. And I hope you guys are too. Uh, Remember, Monday's always a fresh start. So... If you need to do something or if you have something you've been slacking on this week, start it back up Monday, and we'll get back to it. So uh, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast for this long, and I'll see you guys Monday. Bye, guys.